This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Mark Cedric has been sent by O, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the new improved power, the passion, the all-consuming insatiable craving for more from the sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cove here at ABC Grandstand HQ, Australia. Welcome to another season of Bludging on the Blind Side. This is H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Now, a couple of highlights to get us rolling and a very good news story this week uh, to start with. Speed skater Stephen Bradbury was involved in a surf rescue on the Gold Coast last weekend. Gold medalist Steve saved four teenagers who got into trouble in the surging soup. A bloke on the spot with a board and a willingness to help. How he did it, I just don't know. Obviously, he pulled one onto the board and then that person slipped off while he dragged another one onto the board. It went on and on for hours. And I just thought, how Australian is that? Uh, You know, a speed skater obviously has skills in the surf, but adapted. What he learned from the speed track in all those years ago in Salt Lake City, remember they all fell over and he kept going? That's what he did again in the surf this time. Incredible. And then to this first test in Pakistan, so many memories. The words I've seen associated with this test are astonishing and unprecedented. And can I add one of my own? Outstanding. Cricket was invented in Holland all those years ago for this very occasion. So many records set, but the top Australian attack that included test guns, test guns and quicks, Manus, Labashain and the great Travis Head took four Pakistani wickets in two digs. That's right, four. Four Pakistani top batters were sent back to the pavilion in two knocks. And the people around the world were glued, wondering what would happen next. Well, they were not disappointed because virtually nothing happened for four or five days of red-hot cricketing action. Rugby league! And the biting allegations surfaced in the NRLW. An exciting development. It's going to get women saying, rugby league, count me in. Uh, Dragon Madison Bartlett created league history when she was given a week for the nip. An excellent defence. An excellent defence was offered by to the tribunal via Zoom by former police and father Tony Bartlett, who said his daughter found a mouthful of bicep and sinking the molars was, his words not mine, involuntary reflex and careless at worst. Anyone who's seen the incident would agree. Despite the excellent case presented by Dad, Madison was asked to sit out this week. Now, can I point out all players should be thinking about their dad as representing them at the tribunal from now on. I mean, this was first-class work. I mean, he's not a trained lawyer, uh, Dad Bartlett. He comes with background in police, as mentioned, but uh, obviously he's learned so much from being in the court, being uh, flipping open the notebook, 
you know, what were you doing on the night of such and such? This is what the, uh, the suspect said to me at the time. All that sort of stuff. You know, the gear, you've seen it on television hundreds of times. Now, I believe any right-thinking person from Australia or New Zealand could tackle that in the court in defence of their children in a, obviously, a fill-up charge brought by the Rugby League. Incidentally, it's the Jamie Soward coach Dragons that are the front runners in the NRLW comp. Yes, you heard right. Jamie Soward, super coach Soward. It's incredible where rugby league is headed. Elsewhere, did I see a, a probe into the NSWRL was going to be unleashed and headed up by a prominent beak? You know, apparently, uh, with nothing better to do in the in the you know downtime in the off season, an all-out war has been between the various fractions of rugby league has erupted, and whispers wafting my way suggest even a breakaway competition is swinging in the breeze. If you think playing, and incidentally, once you get into that area, if you think playing the greatest game of all is tough, wait till you get involved in the administration of the code and the backroom arm twisting the deals, the backbiting, the vote rigging, the court appearances, the police involvement and the late night ambulance calls. Still with league, tomorrow afternoon, I'm off to see Grant Atkins in action pushing the P. Not sure who's playing. I don't care. I don't care. I want to be able to give my full attention to the real star of the show. And that's what all right-thinking league people, league-loving people should be doing uh, that this weekend. GA has rebuilt his game completely in the off-season. His hand gestures, which I agree were proppy, are now the best part of his officiating package. He's left nothing to chance. He's had the fibre-grade round to put up a big spray, simulating match conditions for a sodden 80 minutes. And, of course, Grant, as you know, is blowing beautifully. I heard him on the Nine News during the week. He's in career-best form. He's adopted the Wim Hof approach to breath control. He was on the blow continuously for three minutes, 54 seconds last Tuesday night. It brought tears to the eyes of the training staff and school kids who had to block their ears after two minutes, after just two minutes of Grant on the blow. Now, very sad news about Wadi. You know, let's face it. Look, I'm all cried out. I don't know where to go with this. You know, March the 30th, it's an all-nighter at the G. Uh, the bludgers involved in the planning, and we can go through the lineup later in the show. But let's face it, blindsiders loved Warney. He was besties with besties with so many of you. I don't know how the bloke found the time. I mean, I don't want to bag, you know, be big-headed about this, but there are literally hundreds of listeners to bludging on the blind side, and I know all of you were intimately connected via the text or via the phone line or via, you know, appearances at your door late at night with Warney. And uh, since last weekend, so many stories, and I've been overwhelmed by the response. The stories, the stories. I mean, I don't know how he... I, I, I don't know if they're all true. I'd love to think they were. Anyway, March the 1st, the 30th, rather, is a chance for Australia to say farewell, Warney, in the way they choose. You know, look, I, I don't want to be prescriptive here, but you might like to go dressed as Richie Bonneau. I know the Bonneaus often turn up at test matches. Well, I think it'd be great if... A couple of hundred thousand people turned up at the G dressed with Richie Benoit. I think that'd be a fitting it off. You might like to wear your handmade Don Bradman is a sick and overrated joke T-shirt, which doesn't get an outing much these days, but let's face it, it'd be, look great on the night. Or you might like to get to the G, tog off, wear your souvenir copy of The Age, get a mate to torch it and set off on a lap of commando honour in memory of the big W. That'd be great. Warner, you'd love it. And no one, no one on the night is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, take it outside, buddy. They won't. Fact. It's for Warney. Now, it's a night, the 30th, to show the world how much Australia loved Warney and you do it in your own way. All we're doing today is beginning a national conversation. These are thought starters that I'm putting out here. The national conversation has to follow about how best to do it. Now, 
all blindsiders, I'm sure I speak on everybody who's listening, hope it's not too late to shoehorn onto the card a rugby league element or a rugby league component. Warney loved his league. Maybe a fourth origin in 2022 could be part of the send-off. A a one-off match of all-stars maybe could be an annual event, the Warney. God, that'd cement memories, wouldn't it? And uh, I'm suggesting Wayne be in charge of one lot and Gus the other. As mentioned, these are just thought starters. And what about an AFL component? As my colleague, uh, Rampaging Roy Slavin, pointed out, uh, Lance is coming up to his thousandth goal. I think he's five off the thousandth goal. Now, why doesn't the AFL, you know, bend the rules and put on a Swans v the Big SK? Obviously, Warney was associated throughout his whole career with St Kilda and to see the Big SK, when the Saints, when the Saints go marching in. I mean, Warney would have loved it. So the way it works is, as I've got it on my card, five o'clock, out comes the rugby league, Wayne and Gus and, you know, introduce the crowd, great, 80 minutes of rugby league, a bit of a quiet downtime to get the beers in. And then at, say, 7.30, for premiership points, Swans v Big SK, and if Bud's close to that goal, he saved the last one and we give it, yeah, obviously we set it up so he gets it. Imagine the run on. We wouldn't be able to get the crowd ever back into the stands. But these, as mentioned, are just thought starters and uh, I hope you can get a chance to unpack that a little bit more. Anyway, but uh, look, I just think that this would send off Warney in the way that Warney would understand, Australia would understand, and it's an idea that you can all participate in. Aussie's fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you back with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up storage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go, and if you've had a go, for God's sake, get in the queue for another go. Australia... Australia is still offering that much to everyone. And now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for the uh, first time this season in 2022, well, it's, a, it's the voice of hope. That's right. That's right. League lovers, the voice of hope is only heard on bludging on the blinds. Oh, sure, others say they're the voice of hope. They're not. The voice of hope is only heard right here on bludging on the blindside. That voice belongs to rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion for another season simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, cyber dude. Yes, thank you very, very much, uh, HG Nelson. Happy Rugby League, HG. Happy Rugby League, Australia. It's a very challenging time. We know it's, it's, it's sort of bleak no matter where you look. There are existential threats in all directions. All directions. The world is, I think, turning to Rugby League for a little bit of respite. A little bit of hope, as HG has pointed out. And I'd have to say that so many young people have said to me that rugby league is sort of nourishment for the spirit. And I think that's true. I think there's an element of truth. And to wit, to wit, I had occasion just a week ago to... um, uh, to travel to Melbourne, um, the Victorian sports minister, um, uh, Martin Pakula, invited me down to have a look at a couple of uh, Commonwealth Games venues or potential venues just to run the slide rule over them, which I did. I was happy to do so. And I was astonished, astounded by the number of kids that came up to me and said, Roy, lovely to see you here. How do you think the storm's going to go this year? Their little eyes lit up, you know, at the thought of the storm. And I was able to say to them with, with absolute confidence, you know, they'll be, you know, they'll be near of it, they'll be thereabouts. You know, the storm won't let you down, kids. No way. Um, and uh, I reminded them that uh, Bellamy has never lost the first round ever since he's taken a helm with the storm. That's in 20 Good years. Call. 
It's a big call. Mm. I, I think uh, they're up against the West Tigers uh, in round one, uh, the, the Storm. And uh, I, I was able to say to the kids with absolute confidence that uh, I'm predicting a, a Storm victory in that first round. Their little eyes lit up, you know, a little bit of hope, something to look forward, something to look forward to. That's what the world's crying out for. Well, it's arrived. The thing we've been looking forward to. Rugby league. It's here. Mm-hmm. And it's not alone. Alexander Zverev has put his hand up for the um, 2022 Verstappen medal. Very early on in the year, he's attempted to smash the umpire's legs with his racket. I think roughly a $60,000 fine, might be more. And uh, I think he's on probation for 12 months. Uh, I think Zverev uh, has got to have a bloody good hard look at himself. Uh, he's not the most popular player on the tour. Um, but no no surprises there, I don't suppose. Uh, speaking of uh, um, popular tennis players, I noticed that Djokovic, the Joker, is refused entry to the uh, US Open just for, uh, well, for being stupid, essentially. Um, so uh, he'll have to live with that, I suppose. I, I don't know if the French are going to allow him in. I don't know if the uh, if England are going to allow him. Oh, I suppose they might. Who knows? The way the world's... Sh- Shifting, changing, very hard to keep up. Anyway, he's not in America. Uh, now, Mitchell Swepson, now that's a name we're going to have to get our heads around, uh, gets his green baggy for the second test against uh, Pakistan. And isn't it good to have a leg spinner back mm. in the first 11? Mm. And wouldn't Warney have liked that? He would have. He would have loved it. Just come a week too late. Yeah, just came a week too late. Way too late. And couldn't we? God, we could have used Swepson in the first test. We could have. I'm sure that would have been uh, Shane's position. Uh, if had anyone bothered to ask him, how, you know, how do you think the test go? We need a leggy in there. What about Swepson? Yeah, well, Swepson's there now. Now, the, um, the Sharks uh, Saudi Arabian sponsored alternative tour, the Super Golf League, which was exciting a lot of people there for a little while. I mean, I couldn't wait to see it, see how it looked. Uh, it, it looks to be in trouble. Um, the top players have sworn allegiance to the PGA. Uh, I think a couple were prepared to swear allegiance to the Super Golf League, but it appears they're not swearing allegiance to the Super Golf League anymore. I think Phil Mickelson's walked away quite famously. I think he had some problems with the Saudi government. Did he? He's not alone there, I don't <laughs> think. Uh, mercifully, for the Saudis, that is. Uh, the Shark doesn't have any problems with the uh, no, Saudi shark. government at all. Mm. You know, he as as he said to me, he said, "I've seen women in restaurants." What? He, that's what he told me. In Look, Saudi Arabia, it wasn't just some sort of fear. No, 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 no. The sharks he, coming he, he, a couple of dames. He, here. No, the shark said he saw women in restaurants. He said it's great. It's great, not a problem. I thought you beauty, okay, but apparently Mickelson didn't see it that way, nor of. Any of the other golfers. I, I don't know where Adam Scott stands. No, it'd be fascinating um, to find because out. Because, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's very loyal to the shark, but I think he's sworn allegiance to the PGA as well. Mm. So uh, he's, it's, it's difficult for him. I know he's reached out to the shark a lot of times. I mean, Adam, quite famously, I think, reached out to the shark when he was looking for a private jet. And the person who spoke to about it was the shark, who knows all about the best private jets to get and what, you know, where you go. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> to get a good price. Get a good price, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Fuel. Anyway, 
Now, Brad Thorne, HG... Oh, yes. ...has the, the Queensland Reds. They look world beaters at the moment. Very finely tuned team. Undefeated at the moment, I think. And Thorne's in charge. Uh, Thorne's in charge, yeah, Brad Thorne. We've always been great supporters of Brad Thorne and I'm expecting Brad Thorne in time to get tapped on the shoulder for Wallaby's duties. That's Wallabies. my prediction. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. I think Thorne can do it. Brad Thorne, he's done it all. State of origin, played for Australia, played for the All Blacks. He's played for everyone. Absolute champion over about 50 years. And you look at him today and he can still pack yeah, down. Yeah, no, fit. Fit as. Mm, mm. Fit as. Mm. And he makes sense. He absolutely makes sense. When Brad Thorne speaks, I oh, listen. Oh, I'm leaning uh, forward. Now, Michael Zarafa is to finally meet Tim Zhu. You might recall Michael Zarafa pulled out of the Tim Zhu challenge. I think he's a bit worried about COVID, wasn't it? It was a COVID-related thing. He wasn't prepared to travel. I think that's I think right. That was well it. done. Yes. Yeah, I think well that was remembered. it. Yeah, well, it looks like it's going to happen now uh, and everyone's looking forward to this. I'd love to see Zarafa the zoo. And speaking of zoo, we've got a Nikita zoo. Uh, I think he stopped uh, Aaron Stahl in the second round. Oh, no easy beat Stahl. No. I was expecting Stahl to put up a better fight. But then again, I'd never seen Nikita. <laughs> and he's know. a chip off the old block. I know. Cost chip you. off the old block. Now, has Kostya moved back to Russia? He has. I don't know where Do, he stands. No, I don't know where he stands either. How do the kids stand? Are they are they oh, pro Ukraine? Are they rusted onto Australia? Rusted onto Australia. I know yeah. that. Hmm. I know that. But have they said anything about what the old man's feeling? Yeah, the geopolitical implications. The geopolitical implications of Costas do in Russia. Yeah. Having lived in Australia and fought for Australia. Yeah. Where is he now? I know. We don't know. We don't know. But uh, if anyone bumps into a Nikita or Tim... Ask him. Just ask him. Mm. Hey, how's your dad? Mm. Oh, yeah. How's he getting on? Does he watch TV? Is he uh, on the internet? What does he think of blue and yellow? What does colours? he think of blue and yellow? Yeah, has he ever worn blue and yellow? I think I saw him in blue and yellow once. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on. Saliva is no longer legal as a ball-shining agent. I mean, this is nonsense. This is nonsense. I mean, people love the show. People love seeing the ball go from the wicket keeper to the first slipper. First slipper has a bit of a lick and a bit of a rub. Someone else spits on it, might be the second slipper. Throws it to someone, maybe at... Uh, Gets something out of the nose. Mid-off. Mid-off has a spit, mm. bit of a rub. Gets back to the bowler, bit of a spit, bit of a rub. Love it. I know. I love it. I know. I mean, are they trying to weed bowling out of cricket completely? That's what they did. Is that Pakistan. what they're trying to do? They are. Just make it a batsman game? Is that it? I mean, how are you going to get the ball swing without spit? Exactly. You can't. You can't. That's a fact. Mm. I mean, Safraz Nawaz pointed that out all those years ago. He invented reverse swing. How did he do it? With his gob. And how do you stand on Mancad, Roy? Well, I don't, I don't like it. No. I, I agree with Stuart Broad. I mean, they, they might make the mad cat legal. <laughs> so what? I'm never going to do it. That's what Stuart Broad said. Yeah, and, and if I was playing today, I'd never do it either. Mm. You'd give the player a warning. You'd say, mm. you, listen, mate. Yeah, stay in your crease. Yeah, buddy. stay in your crease if you wouldn't it's mind. Not a big until ass. I've delivered the ball. Yeah, not a big ass. Not a big ass. Just yeah. stay there until yeah. I've delivered the ball. Mm. Now, the greatest game of all got off to a magnificent start, mm. you'd have to say. And what a night for young Sean O'Sullivan, this uh, wonderful debut for the Penrith Panthers at number seven, filling in for Nathan Cleary. Yes. He did a marvellous job, this kid. Outstanding. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. Young Australian. Mm -hmm. Local, of course. Local mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. You know, born and bred in Penrith. Mm -hmm. Hasn't been anywhere else. 
mm. just loves Penrith. Mm. Fair enough. And loves and, his league. They, and Penrith loves him. Mm-hmm. And he stood up very tall. He's only about 17, 18. Had a magnificent game. Magnificent game. The other thing that occurred to me when, I, when watching it, HG, I don't know if you saw the match, you probably did, but hasn't Cam Smith fitted into the nine teams seamlessly? What an absolute pro. Didn't say anything controversial, didn't have to. No. You know, he just contributed a little bit. You know, oh, I think, you know, I, I think if, uh, if, if Penrith can keep their structures together, I, I, I think they might be able to. Uh, but then again, you know, if uh, the structures of Manly are stronger than the structures of, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Cam. He was great. I know, terrific. Great. Mm-hmm. Now, Beaver Menzies, eh, she's pretty... Oh, we never... Oh, I mean, we never talk about Beaver, Beaver Menzies. I mean, I'd love to do a whole show about Beaver Menzies. The Beaver Menzies the story. The Beaver Menzies story, yes. Anyway, Beaver has said he's predicting the Sea Eagles will soar Wait. this year. Soar. Certainly. The well, they didn't night. quite soar the other night. Mm. Uh, they had some moments of soreness, but uh, didn't soar as well as... We hope they might. They kept Turbo Tom quiet, didn't they? There's they did no, no story from Turbo. God almighty, Turbo. They had a go at him. Yeah, mm. Turbo. They've worked him out. Now, the Canberra Raiders, this is a very disturbing story, the Canberra Raiders' wives and girlfriends are posting messages critical of Ricky Stewart. I mean, this has got to stop. This is, uh, this has got to stop. I mean, it's going to affect the whole vibe of the team. Vibe of the team. The room. <clears throat> I mean, Sticky's going to walk into there. Come on, bloke, settle down. Knowing so many of their partners are white anting, are white anting, mm-hmm. and it must be it must be tacitly that they're agreeing with their wives and girlfriends. You'd have to imagine. You'd have to imagine that they're, you know, releasing secrets, stuff that no one else could know. No one else could know except the team, mm-hmm. and blasting it out on air. I mean, it's going to be a bugger of a year for the Raiders. Is it a training issue? <clears throat> Sticks training them too much? <clears throat> I don't know. I think they're, they're I want to arguing get Jack home that. Earlier. No, I think they're arguing that Sticks picking the wrong team, the wrong players. <laughs> and you, you could argue that he's always done that, hasn't he? Now I think about it, they're probably right. <laughs> uh, and in an equally disturbing story, the, the New Zealand Warriors are now located in Redcliffe in Queensland. Now, I thought the Central Coast had taken them to their hearts. The Terrigal area the in Terrigal particular. The Terrigal area in particular. They, I, had, I thought they were welded into that area now. They were great. They were great. They were loved. They were respected. The Terrigal people loved having them around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't upset anyone. They value-added to the community. They did. And, and, the, mm. the, and, the, and, and they were very happy to be there. They loved it, quote-unquote. And the Central Coast loved them, yeah. quote, unquote. Yeah. So why have they gone to Redcliffe? Now, what that, is this about? Yeah, but hang on. Isn't Redcliffe the home of the uh, Benny's Brouhaha? You know, the Dolphins. Oh, I the Dolphins. Meant, yeah, yeah, what's that got to do with the Warriors? Well, because what they're doing is they're running a team out of Redcliffe to get the the community, you know, used to having rugby league in that area in anticipation of Benny's lot coming next year. Oh, so it won't be a shock. Is that it? Perfect. Oh, man. I don't like. I, I just feel the people of the Central Coast no, have been dudded. I'm agree with you. They've been totally. dudded. They, they, uh, I mean, they're never going to get their. Everything. They're never going to get their North Sydney Bears. No. And even if they did, they don't want them. They want the Warriors. Oh, no. They're Warrior literate. They're, yeah. Mm. So make of that what you will. Oh.
Lodging on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Queensland Pig Shooting Association, the New South Wales Duck Shooters Confederation, and the Australian Shotgun Museum, Tamora, New South Wales. Now, as I said, and I hope I did the justice, my heartfelt, you know, extending the heartfelt wishes on behalf of all blindsiders to the whole Warney family and beyond and so on and teammates and people who served with Warney on the front line of Cricket Australia and so on. And this night on the 30th is going to just be great. Uh, I did see that, um, <clears throat> I think it might have been the Premier Daniel Andrews in Victoria said our job is to, to make it a thoughtful and tasteful and a really great night of celebration of his life. Mm. Uh, somebody close to the planning process, which obviously, Roy, you were down in Melbourne as well working on that. Yes, I was. <coughs> I was. Now, uh, look, is, um, I, I assume Channel 9 is going to host this? Yes. Will it be Channel 9 or Channel, will it be Channel 7? Oh, what an interesting question. Yeah, I have a live feed, know. obviously, because once you put Rugby League and the AFL into it, it does become a must-see television event. Well, it does. And punting would be available. And do you think people, I know you may not be able to reveal this, were, was the idea that people would be charged to go to this and if so, who would get the money? Yeah. <clears throat> Obviously yeah, it costs yeah. a lot to hire the MCG. I mean, it's not cheap. Well, I assume the, SC, the, the MCG would donate right, it's the, the, the space. Um, I, I, I assume... I mean, there'd be cleaning involved and people... Yeah, I know. I think they're prepared to pick up the, 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 tab. the tab for that. Yeah. No, right. I think it's going to be free, uh, so it'll be pretty well booked out, one would imagine... Um, and I, you do think, have to book tickets as in go online. Yeah, you will have to book yeah. tickets for sure. And yeah, are you and seeing, I'm seeing a big line. I think Coldplay is going to play. Yeah, well, I've got um, on the list at the moment, I've got ACDCs yes. confirmed. Good. Uh, Guns N' Roses will be there, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. Obviously, there will be an absence from Meatloaf, who obviously the Meatloaf people would like to perform yes. without the loaf out front sure. for the obvious reason. Yes. Uh, but that'd be great to get them back because they know the circumstances, the venue, and all that sort of stuff. Yep. It should be terrific. Yep. Uh, what I've got though is uh, highlights on the big screen, and uh, you know, lots of people, lots of details to be worked out. But they do know that on the day, <clears throat> on the morning of March the thirtieth, the bars will open at six a.m. Yes. So people can get there and spend the whole day. Pies and chips from seven thirty, right. and baked beans on toast. Good. Remember, of course, that was Warney's favourite meal. It was his favourite. In India, the, it was his favourite. With a bit of Vegemite sometimes on the toast. That's right. Uh, that'll be available from 7.30. Yeah. So people can and come to the spaghetti bolognese? Yeah. That was so. one of his favourites? Can. Can, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Right. So Why that's yeah. they, they thought now, of a lot who's of who's hosting? I, I assume uh, Hamish. Uh, oh, or, Hamish going to do it? Well, Hamish and Eddie. Hands across the water. Hands across the water, I assume. <clears throat> right. I Hamish assume, because good. Nine would have a lot of... Uh, archival footage yeah. uh, of and Shane in action and I think Seven now do the cricket, so... It'll be a meeting it'll of be a meeting. Te television yeah. in a way yeah. that so probably... So in a way Bruce could get involved as well, I suppose. Well, I no think Bruce should get involved. Um, um, the uh, ABC would have uh, involvement. I assume Jimmy Maxwell and Ian Chappell would get, in, get involved. Are you thinking of interviews, maybe... There would be interviews, plenty of people. interviews. What does Warney mean to you? Yes, there'd be a lot of that. Vox Pops, yes. Yeah, and stories? Stories, yes. Would yes. you like to tell a story? Mm -hmm. And maybe people could use their phones yes. to tell a story and send it to a number yep. and these could be replayed Yes. or the best 200 of them be replayed. Sure, why not? Uh, why not? Yeah. And are you seeing this as... Somehow, an annual event. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't. We haven't really thought that through. But uh, let's, let's, that... let's just make sure this one is an absolute bloody belter. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I was thinking of a public holiday. Yeah. Obviously, I'd well, love to see Of course, but you know, the but public is it a holiday. public holiday just in Victoria or, or national holidays? It have to be a national holiday. I think it? it's got to be national. Mm-hmm. And I think that people wouldn't it be sh- lovely though if it was a national holiday for all the cricket playing nations of the world. So a national holiday India. in India, Pakistan, Pakistan. You, you know, West Indies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Um, Ireland now, of course, mm. Holland. Mm. All these countries, it, it would be a wonderful thing. And I just hope that, <clears throat> would you like to see, I know there are a number of songs written about Warney. I think uh, Paul Kelly's written a song about Warney and there may be others who have right. written songs about Warney. Would you yeah. like to see a sort of like, would you like to oh, see Oh, like one? the style. Yeah, would you like to see Dave Grohl and Guns and, uh, uh, sorry, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters yes. learn a Warney song? Yeah, why not? Well, I think they're touring here soon. They are. They? That's why I raised yes. them. Yes. Yeah. Will they be here in time for? I'm pretty sure they will. Okay. Well, Dave, well, we know Dave. Yeah, we could ask. We Dave. could ask Dave. Could he learn a warning? Well, is he aware? Is he aware to begin with yeah, no, of, of of Shane's work? He may not be. I, I've never discussed Shane's work with Dave Grohl. I haven't. No. I, I wouldn't have a clue where mm. he stands on cricket. Mm. Um, because we bumped into Warney just the once, didn't we? That was at, I want to say, Dubai? Not bad, in an airport. Yes. Uh, and he had the seat behind us, I he think. He did. And he promptly fell asleep, so we couldn't he, he talk. Did. He did. But he'd, he been to a, he'd been to a big party. Look, can I say the bloke never slept, as nearly as I can tell? We Except were, when we, he was on a plane. Exactly. We're yeah. the only people to witness him actually at work sleeping. Yeah. Uh, and he knew so many people. That was the yeah, thing I did. couldn't get my head around. That's How many true. people he knew? That's true. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Mm. And people he kept in contact That's with. That's right. With the texts and stuff yes. like that. It was yeah. just a marvellous uh, astonishing. ability. Astonishing. Astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. Mm. And Roy, uh, is there any downside to this? I no. Mean, I, oh, look, well, you know, obviously the sense of loss. That, 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 that is the huge no, downside. But I'd like to see... Like you, I think. I think what you're reaching for is some sort of legacy. Legacy. That, that, that's what we're looking for Coming here. from the people of Look, Australia. Just a simple thing. Maybe should leg spinning be compulsory in schools? Blindsiders looking for something special in dining this season? Make a beeline for first-grade cuisine dished up with front-row banter and abuse at Fafita's. The only night spot where a load goes in and out with a spray from a Dally M Premiership star. Roy, uh, what are your commitments to the event on March the 30th? I mean, are you expecting to have to go backwards and forwards to Melbourne a fair bit over the next fortnight? No, I don't think so. There'll be a fair amount of Skyping. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, be, no. Because I know the venue, I know the... Yeah, you know. You're, you're compliant yeah, with everything yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. is it onerous work? Meaning no, just, no, 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 no. I think everyone involved, actually, it's... it's um, a labour of love. A labour of love, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, exactly. coming to the rugby league in more... Uh, what would I call it, more hands-on way, I was very taken by a beautiful rugby league story that involved young lovers. Good. And a young lover's, one of the partners and a brother, playing on opposite sides and an opportunity to put the, uh, well, one of the uh, trio out for the season. I refer, of course, to the incident, um, Tyrrell Fuimaono, uh, <clears throat> he managed to tackle Hayes Dunster in a trial game. I think the result was uh, St George Illawarra 26 and Parramatta 22. And Hayes is going out with Talia Fuamono. Mm-hmm. And um, in a 
what was described as a hip drop tackle, I didn't think it was that at all. But uh, anyway, that Tyrrell put Hayes out for the season by mm. busting his cruciate medial, medial and anterior ligaments. That's not easy to do, is it? Look, I, you and I have been practising this since we heard about it. <laughs> yeah. We haven't put, got anywhere near yeah. busting a knee. No. This is incredible uh, story and be- beautiful rugby league. Mm. So I think the kids have been practising, the youngsters have been practising in the backyard when, you know, obviously, um, you know, Hayes what, had what, come the around. Hip, the hip drop? Yeah, Hayes had come around to see, you know. Talia. Talia. <laughs> Come on, let's get out Look, was, was Tyrrell happy with uh, the Hayes-Talia Relationship was he? I don't want to discuss whether there's any animosity between well, that's what the family. I, I understand what you mean, because that can ruin a rugby league, a great rugby league clash. To think that people are out there headhunting, mm. trying to get you know the yeah. bloke who's going out with my sister, yes, out of the game, yes. I, I bet you hijinks, harmless hijinks. Yeah, uh, but this seemed to it be just went a bit too far. He, he thought it'd be funny to do a hip drop, especially yeah. if Talia was in the crowd watching. Yeah. And you see know, the see brother Hayes. on brother on boyfriend and limp off. Now, mm. one thing I think that Hayes got five weeks. Sorry, uh, Hayes got the season obviously. No, he's he out for the back. season. But yeah. Tyrrell, Tyrrell got five weeks for it. Five weeks. And this raises the question about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, St George is sure inconvenience for a little bit, mm. but of course Parramatta are an inconvenience for the whole run, because I'm not sure whether Hayes is a. a, a you know, in the starting lineup, but yeah. he's actually a promising player. Yes, he was. Now, and he's got a terrific name. I think we discussed. It's been perfect name for rugby. League. Perfect name for rugby league. When was the last time we had a Dunster playing rugby league? I don't think ever. I think he was the first of the family, wasn't he? I think that's right. But it, the it, first Dunster and in the history and, of rugby and, league. And you know how some names just feel right, like Tunks, like Tunks, yeah. Tronk, yeah, Tronk. <laughs> you know, there's something Tronk. about them, something of a. Yeah, rugby league. Yeah, waft. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thanks. Now, can I come to this? Is that um, mm. obviously Phil Mono? Uh, he <clears> hip drop tackle on Dane Gagai at the end of last year. That's right. Was also responsible for a high shot on Papa Hazen in the Magic Round, mm-hmm. which left the Storm fullback uh, heavily concussed, struggling physically and mentally for several months. That's I mean, right. it was a real hit. It was. Uh, so uh, Phil Mono was uh, binned for the tackle on Dunster during the Dragons. Uh, you know, come from behind, win over the eels. No wonder once Hayes went off, there was, mm. it was, you know, yeah. obviously one-way traffic. Uh, the coach, uh, Coach Hook, said it's a shame for both boys. They're very good mates and the boy he tackled goes out with Tyrrell's sister, as established. Now, unfortunately, he got himself into a bad position. Nobody practices that and we don't coach it. Now, as, so- as soon as I see that written, I think mm. that's wrong. Mm. That's absolutely wrong. Mm. The... Uh, the storm would be thrilled to bits to see the filtering out of a classic yes. storm hip yes. drop tackle into uh, wider rugby league circles. And that makes me think that uh, they were right at it in terms of the practice and coaching. It's just the way it turned out for him. He's got to get that out of his game. He's got himself into a bad position now. He's really good, good person, never intends those things to happen. It's unfortunate for everyone. But look at the record. He got Gagai with a hip drop and then he flattened to Papahazen in yeah. a magic round. Yeah. I mean, this is a serious charge sheet. It is. Here. It is. It is. It is. Do we need uh, Talia to have a word with him? <laughs> Australians, rugby league crime is at pandemic proportions. Referees and officials can't see everything, but together we can. 
If you see rugby league crime, then as an Australian, do your duty and report it to Bludging on the Blind Side. Text us on 0467 920 2. Now, Roy, you went to the rugby league headquarters. You spoke to Peter Valendis, yeah, the man of feathers, yep. about the new rules for oh, send-offs and punish, punishments. Can yeah. you unravel that? No, for I can't. Us? I can't follow it at all. It, the, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. I think can, everyone's confused. The coaches are confused. I mean, it looks as if uh, first-time offence. If you punch someone in the head, you're going to be fined. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be sent asked off to ride or, the pine. or asked to ride the pine for a week. You're not. Do it again, and you might be. But that appears, and we're starting with a clean slate. Can I ask? Yes. Is the lad we just talked about, Fuimono, yeah. Kirill, yeah. has he got a clean slate? He's got a clean slate. Yeah, everyone's got a clean slate as of last week. Can you understand why they did that? No. No, I, I don't. Because you, these you, are, people usually have carryover points. You know, you, you punch someone in the head, you know, three months ago, that got, got you 30 points. Well, you punch someone in the head again, that's another 30 points, you're out. Now, can I come to specialty matches like the yes. All-Stars? Yes. Was there a suggestion that All-Stars suspensions and, you know, send-offs and that yeah. be adjudged in terms of All-Stars only and they could play on in-club matches? Was that one of the problems? Uh, I'm not sure. Do you understand what yeah, I mean? I, I yeah, do. So these specialty matches, test matches, Stone yes. Origin and that, all yeah. carry their own damn. All carry their own, yeah, 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 yeah that's right, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a world of confusion. Yeah. And they, they're saying that they've simplified it. Well, no, they haven't. <laughs> the AFL opera, A Murderer Calls. Four quarters of blood, mayhem, death, sloop-pointing north action and getting the hard ones on the turn previews this October across Australia. Sponsored by Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, you've got a couple of customers there. Uh, well, uh, Jeff is suggesting uh, he'd love to see Chris Martin team up with Dave Warner and do a rendition of Justice Suburban Boy. Well, Warner would love that. That's oh, a great Warner, idea. Lovely idea. Lovely idea. Great that, idea. Yeah. Great yeah. idea. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Chris could learn that. He could. Mm. He could. Um, now uh, Shane in Nowra is asking, um, where is the Tasmanian team and what has the murderer done? about it. It's the Tasmanian so, AFL team. Yeah. Well, I think that's been put on the back burner for another decade or so, hasn't it? I, I think so. I think the they were lucky to get away with a basketball team called the Timberjacks, I think they're called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Playing in the competition. And, or uh, Jumping Jacks or something. Jumping Jacks, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they're doing very well. I think they're in the finals. Oh, that's good to write. I, yeah. Take me so off. So they can do it. Tasmania can do yeah, it. Indeed. And there is still agitation for an AFL side. Yes, and there was a lot of movement uh, in the off-season. I noticed um, Nick Rewold got involved and, you know, you know, and others connected with Tasmanian football. Good. A lot of uh, Gutwin, I think, is the Premier down there. He is. Very confident that they're going to get a team together. It's just mm. that they need to, I think... Well, they need the approval of the AFL. And, and they, they need, need the, the AFL to show interest. They need the AFL to show, show interest. Show interest. Now, wasn't there a review held into it? Wasn't there a proposal there made? There was. And the AFL said 12 months ago that they couldn't look at it for another 12 months? You know... And now they're saying they can't look at it for another 10 years, so it's just sitting there. I know. The Can proposal. I, you know... Heartfelt, without Tasmanian. prejudice... Yeah. Tasmanian. Tasmanian proposal. I know. You see, 
And I come to this. The AFL is now pleading poor that it can't, it needs to, it's got not enough umpires and football, football is dying. I mean, I'm, we know the murderer is killing it off. That's yes. a given fact. Yes. That's a, you know, I mean, obviously uh, the Victorian government know that. They don't know what to do about it. But, uh, mm. you know, that bloodstained putty knife, plain view, all that sort of stuff. Mm. But they're worried they, the umpires, they've had to clamp down on players saying anything at all to umpires because it filters down yes. to the under-12s who give the, every, um, every umpire does. a godful. And it doesn't help when people like Grub Green tap an umpire on the tummy and that sort of stuff. Well, it doesn't help. Unforgivable. 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 Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Now. I think he was fine. Or was he suspended? He was suspended over that, wasn't he? He's suspended. He's got a couple of weeks yes. to go yet before he can come back. Can't play this week. Yeah. Can't play I tell this you week what, there, and there's your uh, comparison, HG. If you look at uh, the NRL refereeing ranks, never been better. <laughs> there have never been more people putting their hands up, saying they want to become rugby league referees, and that's a fact. The the credibility, the kudos. I know. I mean, it's amazing. The status in the community. The status in the community. You just walk in with a whistle, Mm. the world's your oyster. Where where do you want to sit, sir? Yeah, that's right. right. Can I give you something? Of course. Would you like a trip to Saudi Arabia? Yes. (laughs) Now, (laughs) here's a beautiful story, and I must say that, you know, look, we often get accused of bagging on this show. We don't. We just tell things as they are, and this is a great story to bring to you. Mm. It concerns the Katingle Hotel. Oh, yes. Now, the uh, nine newspapers, Danny Weedler got this for the nine newspapers. Mm. Uh, uh, <clears throat> he was sent an email or a letter. Yes. Uh, it was a real pleasure for the Katingle Hotel from the, from the obviously, the uh, licensee at the Katingle Hotel. Yes, good. Real pleasure for the Katingle Hotel to host the Bulldogs for a casual dinner Thursday, February the 3rd. Everyone, wow, all the Bulldogs were there. Yeah, everyone who... Um, Everyone who attended the hotel that night yeah. have commented on how respectful and polite the club was and how genuinely engaged they were with the players and staff. Isn't that fantastic? There was very little spillage and no glasses were broken and uh, the chicken schnitzels stayed on the plates. Good. They were so obliging to other patrons that were, that were there the evening, signing jumpers and posing for photographs. When a recruitment manager, you know, that's when a recruitment manager, Peter Sharp, found out Ron this recruitment manager for the Bulldogs, Peter Sharp, found out Ron, an 84-year-old Bulldog supporter since he was born, yes. was sitting at the bar that night. He grabbed his beard to join Ron at the bar to chat with him. It was really nice to see such generous in- engagement from the Bulldogs with the football-loving community here. Isn't that great? That is such a good story, you know. And that should have led the news, shouldn't it? It, it should have. Of course it should have led the news. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Ron, uh, the 84-year-old... Yeah. He would have great stories of uh, of the Bulldogs when they were the Berries. Correct. The Berries. The Berries. And the Entertainers. And the Entertainers. And the Family Club when yes, the Mortimers the and the Hughes were there. And the I mean, Bullfrog. He'd have known the, the Bullfrog. The Bullfrog years. Tears. 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 Kevin Ryan, that great prop forward who became uh-huh. a barrister. I, I mean, know. so many stories Ron would have had. I know. Ron would have held up that bar and had kept them engaged, those players. For days. For hours and hours, HG. No wonder they were focused. Mm. Now, no wonder they weren't interested in texting or getting involved in scuffles or throwing food or... Drinking too much. Or doing a bubbler or <laughs> any of that sort of stuff. It was none of that, none of that stuff. Now... That's a terrific advertisement for rugby league and I would encourage all clubs to get out, take the team out into the community... I know, it's a beautiful idea. ..where they can meet... Well, I mean, every club has its Ron. Yeah. An 84-year-old oh, yeah. in a oh, pub yeah. who yeah. knows all the stories. Yeah. 
True that. Every club does. Well, maybe not Redcliffe. No, not, not yet. yet. But they will. But they in will. In 100 years' time, Yeah, they, they will. will. Yeah. Now, and just incidentally, mm. why are they called the New Zealand Warriors if they're in Redcliffe? Surely a name change is <clears> going to have to come along here sooner or later. Well, they're eventually they're going to have to. The NRL is going to have to accept the reality that the New Zealand team, in fact, is an Australian team. <laughs> is that it? Exactly. Now, just I don't want to get bogged down in no. that. But now. Yes. How about this? NRL players will be allowed to visit pubs, nightclubs, restaurants and cafes with just two other teammates in the governing body's latest push to avoid major disruption to the up-and-coming season. Hang on. So, I know. The whole team's Hang out there on. February the 3rd. By the time February the 7th comes along, this is four days later. Yes. You can only go with two mates. Now. So mm. the Katingle Hotel, as of now, can only have three bulldogs at the pub. And Ron. At any one time. And Ron. Yeah. Now. Well, that is insane. Mm-hmm. This means that the enti- time for days of an entire team spending an afternoon at the pub are over. Club bonding. But that's... Talking to Ron. But, but we're talking <coughs> culture here. That's rugby league culture. <laughs> I know. Culture. I know. Going to the pub. You know, God almighty, I remember when Chuck Raper, you know. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. And did he get the... When Chuck went up to West... Did he get the send-off he deserved? To, 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 no, he didn't. To play with Wests uh, yeah. up in Newcastle. The first thing he did was get the, all the young players around and they spent the day in the, in the bar having a few drinks and telling a few stories. Uh-huh. It went for about 15 hours. Mm-hmm. There weren't many fights. No. Not no. many at all. No. But the culture, HG. I know. That it that's how you build rugby league culture. There's no other way. You can't go around in trees, have a couple of beers. You've got to be a team. Listening to Ron. I know. Does your head in. That really doesn't it. The ARL Commission met and expected to approve the proposal, which was worked through in a meeting between the top NRL executives and the RLPA on, on midweek. Yeah. This is on the, probably on the same night that the uh, dogs were out at Katingle. The NRL last month implemented protocols prevented players from attending cinemas mm. or indoor areas of pubs and clubs, triggering discontent from leading players like Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten. Amongst others. Now, they're odd players to choose. They aren't are, they? aren't they? Why do they choose those players? <laughs> well, they're... Uh, I tell you what, there wouldn't be a pub in Australia that wouldn't welcome them. No, that's true. Is there? Well, the only thing I could say, <clears throat> well, I know the news is pressing, <clears throat> was to establish whether you're, the area you're going to yeah. is a bulldog place or an eels place or a... Because what would be wrong yeah. if the dogs turned up somewhere where they were mad manly supporters? Oh, that's provocative. <clears throat> Isn't it? You can't have provocative stuff. And and it's up to every pub, like the Katingle Hotel, obviously have the colours of yeah, <coughs> out the front. bulldogs out the front. Yeah, yeah no, no, I get that. <coughs> now, if they had the colours of Manly there, players, Manly players would be welcome. I know, I get that. So but they've just got to put the flag out each day. You know what I mean? Every pub's got to do this so that players know that they're either welcome or they're not welcome. It's a simple process. Players, players will follow the rules. The International Panel on Climate Change has released startling evidence that suggests rugby league is the best spot for the environment. The panel believes all nations should establish a rugby league competition. This simple fact is known by all Australians listening to bludging on the blind side. 
Yes, uh, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. The text number 0467920222, and the old style way, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following people have gotten in touch with us that way. <coughs> yeah, I just noticed on the text, HG, um, uh, this is uh, Harry from North Sydney is saying he's uh, not sure if anyone else has noticed, but the Wide World of Sport website is showing the Chooks v. the Knights at 1pm and again at 3pm. Is this some amazing new HQ initiative? Instead of the regular doubleheader involving four teams, a doubleheader involving the same two teams. What a great idea. It is, isn't it, when you think about it? Are you expecting a different result in the in the second match? Well, it'd be hard to freshen the blokes up, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's yeah. where the skill of the coach yeah. is involved. Yeah. It's, it's, well, essentially you'd have to see it as a 160-minute game. You would, you would. You'd have to pace yourself. Yeah. Uh, and now, uh, Darren from Bateman's Bay, a regular contributor, he, um, he's wondering if uh, rugby league teams should all be members of the SES. I think that's an excellent wow, idea. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. Can I just say, I mm. think we need a new force. I think it's great they've got RFS and SES and so on. I think we need a new force dedicated mm. to crisis work. Oh, a bit like Border Force, only what, with its own uniforms and this? Oh, it's got to have its own uniform, its own modes of transport. And and let's face it, I think that because rugby league players often are looking for something to do when they're not playing rugby league, being part of, let's call it the crisis community, it's a great fit. It is a great fit. It's a very good fit. Very good fit. Um, See, he says here the SES Penrith Panthers would assist with the flooding in the Windsor Richmond areas. Well, of course they would. The SES Parramatta Eels providing assistance to people in Sydney's west. I mean, I, I like it's not rocket science. It's not no, but the SES makes it sound something <laughs> something different. We need to get, the, oh yes, you know the community. I don't know what we're going mm. the CFC. Yeah, right. Okay, yes. Community footballers consideration or whatever it's going to be called. Uh huh. And they'd be given a special uniform and a yeah, badge. Yeah, a special uniform with numbers on the back. And, yes. You know something like that, and maybe their names written over the top so they don't yes. in contact with who they are. Yeah. Yep, yep. But it's it's a resource there to be used. It is, it is, it is. Rugby and, and there's no resource. reason why it couldn't be a training thing. You could incorporate, you know, the boat work in the training. Not a problem at all. Uh, rowing. Rowing's very good. Yeah. I mean, Brad, oh, no, Brad yeah. Thorne would be right behind that. Yeah, that I'd put Brad, Brad Thorne in charge of this. Um, <laughs> now, uh, happy rugby league. Mm, good. Two teams have managed to damage the Premiership trophy during the past grand final, post-grand final celebrations, yes. Canberra Raiders in 1989 and the Penrith Panthers in 2021. To re- remedy this problem in future, the winning team needs to be supplied with a replica trophy so that they don't damage the original trophy. Yeah. Uh, a f- <clears throat> maybe a foam trophy could be u- useful for the celebrating players. Can I ask you, is damage to artworks like these, cultural artworks, yeah. you know, is not unheard of and no. twice in, what's that, 40 well, well, years? No, I, I think what is tacit here, HG, I know it's only happened twice in 40 years, but it is such an, uh, a valuable, mm. it's the trophy. Imagine if you the, lost the it. Of the history of this trophy. If, imagine you know? if we lost it. Imagine if we lost it. It'd be like losing It was more. permanently damaged. Yeah, 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 well, sawn in half. Yeah. Like, or t- maybe... The damage becomes part of the trophy itself. You don't of fix course, it. Of course, yes, I know. That's so, right. so it just gets a patina of usage, you know, and maybe some clubs think, oh, well, let's, what can we do to it? What can we do to try to leave our mark on it? You know, get the welder out. Well, indeed. <laughs> really. Yeah, the, get get on it. Yeah. yeah. 
put a third figure there. Yes. Or make it lighter because it's a bit heavy to lift after a game. Drill it out. Take the heads off. Now, can I point out, one of the things that I've been on and on about is Magic Round. Yeah, there's, you love Magic Round. Yeah, there's Who nothing, doesn't? Yeah, no, there's nothing magical about Magic Round. How about at half time yeah. we get a magician out like Wayne Bennett yeah. to saw the thing in half and put it back together by magic? Oh, yeah, sure. You know, it's just sure. something, something easy. Sure, or make it disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, um, now, this what else is, you got there? Uh, yeah, now, the 46th captain of the Australian cricket team has resigned because of a special photo. This is, um, this photo must be the first and only of its type of an Australian captain in the 144-year history of Australian cricket. The question I'm concerned with is this. Should this rare photo be displayed portrait style in the Bradman Museum. Or perhaps the photo could be placed next to a roll of sandpaper in the glass cabinet display. This cabinet display could be named the Sandpaper Gate to Toolgate, the Turbulent Years. Whoa, he thought that through. He that no, he has or she thought, thought that, that through. through. Yeah. Isn't that a wonderful idea? And it is true. I, I, I mean, it, did... I, I didn't see the photograph. No, certainly I haven't seen the I photograph. I haven't seen the photograph. So I've got no information about it. Is it out there on any social media platform? Well, it'd that have we to know be somewhere. It'd have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now, we're talking about, of course, Payne, the Timmy former Payne. skipper. Timmy yeah. Payne, the yeah. former skipper. The, the, the Tasmanian, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. And this photo, as you point out, I hadn't really joined those things together. No. An Australian skipper. But it's the first time it's happened that we know of. Ah, Sure. That we know of. I, sure. I mean, I, I don't know why Tubby Taylor was sacked and replaced by Steve Waugh. Was there a photograph involved? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I assume there wasn't. I don't think Tubby's that sort of bloke yeah. to, you know, be a bit bored and think, oh, well, here's a camera. Picture. Yeah, that's right. What do I do with <laughs> it? What do I do with it? I might as well point it down and <laughs> take and a shot. <laughs> <clears throat> wow, what an interesting question. Yeah. That is a fascinating question. Yeah. And are there other, in world of sport, are yeah. there other things that have happened that, like this? Yeah. yeah. You know, like I don't know, the, the Patriots in, I don't know, lost a quarterback because of a similar thing or, you know, yeah. somebody at Arsenal had to go off because sure. it's I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. There must be. There must be. But that's an, a, an excellent idea. And that's our emails for the week, HG. Yes, and as mentioned, uh, text number 0467 920 uh, or the uh, Royan HG at abc.net.au. Could multinationals own NRL teams? Imagine a top four in 2022 featuring the Tesla Rabbits, the Amazon Eels, the Facebook Tigers and the Huawei Broncos. Rugby League, it's a funny old game and nothing would surprise bludging on the blind side. Are you entirely happy with rugby league uh, getting into bed with cryptocurrencies? Now, I've got to be honest here. I've got to put my hand up and say, obviously, bludging the blind side is very involved with cryptocurrencies through the Gutho and the Munerarium, mm-hmm. which are great cryptocurrencies <clears throat> to get involved with, then you'd be mad if you didn't. But yeah. we're not suggesting that the Gutho and the Munerarium, mm. the Munerarium is involved with rugby league. The one that mm. involved with rugby league is uh, one called Swiftex. Oh, yes. And rugby leaders cashed in on the cryptocurrency boom, according to the nine newspapers, by signing the largest digital currency exchange sponsorship in Australian sport. 
The deal includes naming rights, the NRL's multi-million dollar bunker. I didn't realise the bunker was going to be sponsored off in that way. Mm. The in-game video system used to adjudicate tries and certain refereeing decisions. Yes. Now, it's drawn some NRL announced... um, Midweek, uh, maybe a, a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, the NRL announced a couple of weeks ago that it uh, done a deal with uh, for three years with Brisbane Brace Swiftex. Swiftex, just for the <laughs> AFL Inter deal of twenty five million. Right. Remember with Crypto dot com. Right. Now, the move has been criticised by various people, including Tim LaCostello. He said, we've seen sport captured by gambling industries. We've seen, uh, and we've now seen sport captured by crypto. Yeah. Sports integrity can be corrupted and players with crypto accounts can't exactly be traced. Yeah. Like orthodox banking, people get addicted to watch it going up and down without creating anything we, c- we think is substantial or an asset. Mm. I think it's a bad move, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Roy, it opens a can of worms, doesn't it? Well, it sort of does, but it's it's uh, an exciting idea. Personally speaking, uh, my recommendation when I spoke with Peter Volandis was I said that, that there was no reason why each club couldn't generate its own cryptocurrency by using just one floor in any of the league's clubs. Uh, for the machines. For the machines, for the computer, the necessary computers you need to generate your own currency. Mm. Uh, it's just a case. It's, it's mining, it's data mining. Actually, it's it's mining. It's it, it's solving a mathematical problem uh, that gives it its value. Now, and it'd be a terrific competition to see which cryptocurrency is doing the better: the Bulldogs or the Broncos or the new Red, Redcliffe Dolphins or mm-hmm. you know. The, I, I just think or the Guffo. Well, yeah, I think it'd be a terrific thing, and I think um, uh, many of the fans. Would love to, would get, love involved. to get involved mm-hmm. in buying their own club's cryptocurrency and just watching it go through the roof. <laughs> That's the only place these cryptos go, isn't it? Oh, it through is. The roof. Through the roof. Yeah. I've you got know? to say is that... Uh, I mean, sure, it costs a little bit of... I mean, electricity, it would go up, but... Well, well hang on. Well, you know... We, we, we're doing that with wind and all that I sort know. of stuff. I know. People are I know, I know. There's no fire. reason why... Why, why a club couldn't invest in its own solar panels and wind farms in the car parks. You can still park beside them and generate their own electricity to fire the bloody computers to generate the cryptocurrency. Win, 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 bloody win. The Payne Haas Art Prize for the best portrait of a player or TikTok effort with rugby league theme is on again in 2022. $250,000 is up for grabs in the Haas, the richest rugby league art prize in the world. Have a crack at the Haas, bludgers. Now, Roy, obviously in the off-season there was a chance to get to grips with some of the backstories that you haven't been able to get across, especially in the media, given the hurly-burly of having to print week by week mm. match analyses and scores yeah. and updates and who's in the tribunal this week, etc. Yep. And some very sad stories emerged. And mm. I, I don't want to, you know, run these players down because no. they were very honest. Yeah. And I come to Ben Barber. Oh, yes, Ben and Barber. And this is yeah. a hell of a story and mm. I can't really go through to it, through it uh, at all. Mm. But at one point in the article, I just had to sit and stop reading. He said, uh, sometimes I just sit back now and wish I'd never played rugby league. Yes, that's, that's the worst thing you ever want to hear, isn't it? He that's, was such a talented player. He was. He was. And things went horribly wrong. He, he became a victim of his own success, 
Was that the problem? I think so. He was too successful too early and... Uh, he went off the rails. Went off the rails. And this uh, story, uh, you know, obviously begins with Ben and his disappointment and so on and then drifts on to the battles behind the scenes yeah. in the Bulldogs camp. Yeah. And you wonder why anybody would bother administrating a rugby league team ever, let alone play it, so she could sit back and think, I wish I'd never played the game. Yeah. Very, very sad and uh, sobering it, story. It, it, it is a sobering story. Uh, but actually, uh, I, I think... Um, it's a cultural problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Your theory is my my theory is that that had the team reached out to Ben and just gone to a pub, had a few beers as a team, as a team, not as a not trio, as a, not as a trio, yeah, because that that that's an unhealthy thing when you, when yeah. you get little factions. Clint. Yeah, that's right. You know, because get three players together, they're going to bitch about the three other players and they're going to bitch about the Get together, you get together for, for a training run and everyone hates you, down the guts. And the next thing you know, some players are saying, oh, I wish I'd never played rugby league. You know? That's true. And that's true. I know. What you need is glue, bonding. And not, let's not forget. Doing something together, be at the SES, being, at, you know, manning the tinnies and helping people. Or just go to the pub for a few beers. And Whose shout is it? It's your shout, isn't it, mate? You know? What's your name? Yeah. And, of course, the great joy is finding somebody like Ron at the bar who supported you. Yes. And you're completely, you're oblivious. Yeah, Ron would have sorted Benny Barber out. Yeah. Can I? Had they known to have gone to the, what was it, the Katingle Hotel? Yeah, Katingle Hotel. Now, just another one here. This is a, a, great, a great story. Yeah. From fallen star to all star, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, also, recruit at peace amid the storm. Now, this concerns Jaden Nicarima, mm-hmm. who narrowly avoided jail three years ago. Mm-hmm. At the time, he wished he hadn't. Did you get that? He hadn't missed jail. Yeah. He wanted to go to jail. Yeah, he said it was yeah. kind of weird. At the time, I sort of wanted to go inside. I was not in a good headspace. I, I, I was not happy. I felt like I'd lost all hope. I couldn't play footy and I wanted to go inside. It wasn't really a wake-up call until probably later year, thinking about it now, that's just the last place I want to go. I just mm. needed a reset. Understandably, he came too. But can I point out, yeah. this got me thinking, Yes. why not a rugby league jail yes. where the rugby league players are in charge? Mm-hmm. Meaning that in the past, you and I have always said all rugby league players should spend their time in jail unless they're actually play engaged in playing rugby league. Sure, yeah. They can do their training inside and then come out. And yeah, then, yeah, then yeah. So many problems would be solved by this. But now I'm thinking that if a player's feeling a bit overwhelmed by rugby league, mm-hmm. they should be able to go to a jail which has got the routine. Yes. The wake-up call at 7 o'clock, the breakfast served, you know, you know, yeah, under the, the Bain-Marie style the, sort of thing. The, the, you the know. two days in solitary, that sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. No yes. smoking, no, no, no yeah. that sort of stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, and yep. to think that they could get benefit from this because mm. obviously Jaden had thought it through to the point where he thinks, well, jail might be the best thing for me. Yeah. Do you know you what think? had prompted this? Does, does Jaden say what led him to well, it's a complicated the, story, state of but mind that wanted him to sign himself into a jail? Well, how long have we got? Oh, I'll, right, make start. Okay. I'll make a start. But, uh, but could, it be, could it have been snuffed out at the beginning? Had someone, you know, Ron or someone like that been able to spot it? Eh? I mean, uh, surely that's what all the clubs need. They need a Ron. They need someone at the bar who's been there for bloody years. years since the club started <laughs> and who can pick it when someone's starting to go a little bit wobbly and just have a word of the coach. Yeah. 
you know, oh, listen, could you have a, have a look at Jaden? I think I'm a bit worried about him. I'll have a look at Ben. I'm a bit worried about him. Oh, thanks, Ron. Next thing you know, you get to the problem. Ben, uh, over here. Uh, okay. I'm putting you in jail. This is going... <laughs> well, you might... <coughs> Sorry about the coughing. No, there, there, there might be steps leading up to that. But the, you know. I'll give you an idea of how elaborate. Mm. Uh, police charged the New Zealand-born playmaker for his role in a bungled plot to blame a teammate for a positive drugs test, his second. Give you an idea of the flavour. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's too, that he it's submitted too complicated, ma- isn't it? Following Mad Monday celebrations, the Tricolours responded by tearing up a $475,000 contract. Mm-hmm. Having already include, incurred one strike under the game's illicit drug policy, he tr- had tried to – you can see what's happening. Yeah. You know, Roy, can you – look. Obviously, the police are coming calling, do you mind? Yeah. Uh, he had tried to avoid a second by offering fellow Wyong Roos player Brad Kirrigan mm. $7,000 to, uh, to take the bust. Kirrigan agreed uh, to sign a statutory declaration in which he falsely claimed he had spiked Nicarima's drink, despite the fact he was working as a plumber at the time of the incident. Well, it's easy to yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, out yeah, on the job. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. stat, stat deck being formally submitted, Nicarima might have got his wish and, mm. you know, obviously a few hours inside. Kirigan pleaded guilty and was sent to six months intensive co- correction order while Nicarima served a 12-month community corrections order and was fined 5000 Right. Yep. Now, does that give you a flavour of how it, it goes horribly wrong? It does give a bit of a flavour, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty Nicarima couldn't have got someone to t- take Len- the wee for him, you know, yeah, like... Lend him like, a jimmy. Yeah, lend him one. Mm. Just, just, just have it there in your back pocket just in case... <laughs> You mean Russian style? I Russian suppose. In the, in the committee style. I suppose. But if every player had a, a, a vial of clean wee in their back pocket whenever they went out. Solve a lot of problems. Problem solved. <laughs> Australians, do you want to become a rugby league referee? You're shocked your parents won't speak to you and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, uh, <clears throat> what I've described as the billion-dollar billion quartet left us uh, during the offices, and John Landy, obviously. And, yes. Uh, you know, Rod Marsh, Shane, and the one I tacked on at the end there was Olsen Filippona. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, an mm. incredible story uh, mm. of a, a Maori Yep. Who came to play with the All-Stars, uh, sorry, should I say, who came to play with the New Zealand side mm-hmm. uh, on many occasions and seemed to save his best for playing for the All Blacks against Australia. He did. And I remember one night he tore Australia apart. I think his yeah. favourite opponent, obviously. Wally with, Lewis. Yeah, Wally Lewis. Yeah. Now. Wally brought the best out of him. He did. He, did. he um, uh, left us after a long battle with kidney disease. Right. He's known as the Big O. Uh, now, <clears throat> it's a, what would I say, a difficult year for uh, rugby league. John Raper and I might have mentioned in, in the call, I don't know that we had the best yeah. send-off for John, but nonetheless, you know, people were, yeah. you know, pleased to be able to attend a, an event at the SCG. Yes. Where obviously he played uh, a lot of his games. He did. He played now, a lot of test matches at the, uh, at the SCG, yeah. Now, Filipina uh, pioneered the path for so many players from Pacifica background yep. to sign with NRL clubs and had his, you know, and what was interesting was that uh, the league players now co- compromise Half from Maori or Indigenous background. That's right, yes. It's a huge it is. number, it huge is. number of players and Olsen um, allowed that to happen. Although, let's not forget the role that 
Inosi, Inosi and, and, and Apatai Toga. Toga. Yeah, yeah, that was the Tongan connection Tongan. that uh, Frank Facer organised uh, with uh, uh, the St George team, yes. He was invariably brilliant when wearing the uh, Kiwis black jersey, especially against Wally Lewis, as mentioned. Mm. Uh, but the, he, it was a sort of rocks and diamonds career, really, because he played a lot for Balmain, Roosters and Norths. Yes. He grew up in the humble suburbs of Auckland where he played for Mangere East. I hope I've got the pronunciation right there. Yes. Tempt. Uh, East Hawks. Arrived at Balmain for his first training session. He was in 1980. Described as overweight. He's employed as a garbo. Yep. Uh, garbage. Not uncommon in the time. No. No, uh, it was a good way of keeping fit. It was, running around after you'd, the bins. You'd run after the yeah, truck. After the truck, yep. He turned up late at Cogra Oval uh, for an Easter game in a blue singlet, shorts and thongs after he finished the shift on the garbage Yes. Cotton. So he'd often come straight from work. Yep. Long shift, holiday over. He got loadings for the holiday, <laughs> so he had to do it. Yeah. Um, and um, <clears throat> in uh, 1988, after being cut by North Sydney, he returned to the Tigers seeking a contract, but was cut despite being 90 kilograms, his lowest weight in Sydney. Yeah. At this time, guess what? He was de- deemed to be too light. Too light. So he comes in as overweight and yeah. now he's too light when he finished his career. Yeah. Now... You would have had many memories of... Uh, he's awesome a terrific player, terrific mm-hmm. bloke. Uh, also, quiet. Quiet. Very quiet bloke. Yeah. You know? Was, and he's been up. work? He, he didn't... Uh, he, what I'd say, he'd never big-noted himself. No. He didn't have to. No. You know, he, he let his football tell his story. And it wasn't a very complicated story. No. It was just try and be better than the bloke you're playing against. Mm. And seven out of ten times he was. And what an interesting career path he had because yeah. he was the, as we said, a pioneer. He was a pioneer, something yeah. that he couldn't have anticipated what no, would happen, that no, half the players no. had come yeah. in following in his footsteps. Yeah, and what an, ins- an inspired thought that he had there. There he was in Auckland playing for one of the clubs and he just thought, bugger it, I'm going to get a plane to Sydney and see what happens. <laughs> Climate change, global pandemic, World War Three. Thank God there is still Rugby League and bludging on the blind side. Now, you were mentioning the uh, the boxing bouts that are coming up and uh, what are, there's quite a lot of... Quite a lot of, uh, what would I call it, activity in, in boxing early in the season, Good. especially amongst rugby league players. Good. Uh, this, uh, I come to a, um, well, the highlight of the, uh, what would I call it, the practice matches was the Cronulla-Canterbury match where Canterbury got six but Cronulla got 30. And I must say, what an interesting problem uh, Barrett has and Gus have over at Canterbury. They've got so many new players mm. and it's hard to know how they're going to build a culture out of these players because Vaughan's got his barbecue there at O'Carr, obviously a brilliant, fast player. The Fox, yeah. There, the Fox. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure how they're going to weld a team, mm. but they, so far, not so great. But... Mm. Uh, Still, they've got Gus and Barrett there. Well, and, indeed. Uh, you know, something's going to happen. Uh, you know, <clears> if this was a, a, only a trial, what happens when it a- actually means something? Mm. Because on the evidence, the Bulldogs will be lucky to get half a season out of one of the, obviously, the uh, jewels in the new crown there. Tavito Pangai Jr. Yes. Has always had a reputation for being a firebrand whose worst is often counted by his best the following week. Some teams tolerated, others can't. His importance to Penrith, this is the nine newspaper, his importance to Penrith's premiership last year, despite joining it only for a couple of months, mm. left this 
left in the season and not playing in the grand final due to injury is lost on few in Sydney's West. So he brought a, yes. obviously, a lively approach to the game. Mm. But being placed on report twice and sent to the sin bin mm. in a match which served as little more than a practice match must surely be coaching the coaching staff, you know, yeah, some well, worries. Well, Barrett's just got to have a word to him. Yeah, I mean, he's a natural hothead, but you don't want him to lose that hot-headedness. You just want him to control it. A controlled hothead. Exactly. Now, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how they go against the Cowboys. Yes. I think the match is in uh, Townsville. Right. Uh, so what happens here is... is Pango... Well, I know what's going to happen. The Cowboys are going to niggle him. <laughs> They're going to try and do whatever they can to make him go off, you know? Well, yeah, and Barrett's got to prepare him for that. I know. So what I would do, I'd have the whole team niggle him all the time, wherever he goes. Yeah. You know, three of them going out, two of them niggle him. Yeah. <laughs> now... Uh, Pango Jr. was banished for striking a Cronulla Pop voice Hunt yes. in the melee. Yeah, but Hunt asked for it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, obviously. And was also <laughs> booked for launching at winger Katoa mm. while, he was, while he was on the ground, all inside the first 30 minutes. Yeah, right. He's ready to go. He's ready he? to go, yeah. We've got to get that out of our game across the board. We want Tavita to be aggressive, but he has to be smart. We've got a reality check for a lot of our players uh, tries uh, con- they considered were soft. Uh, the Shark- that was the match where Wade Graham uh, did an ankle for the, the captain of the Cronulla Sharks. Oh, yes. playing for a while. Now, the fallout from this, which is interesting, Cronulla heavyweight Royce Hunt says he's happy to hop in the ring and sort out any differences to Vita Pangai Jr., who was not charged following his brain explosion on Monday night. Whoa, this is a terrific idea. I know. It's an old-fashioned sort of grudge off, isn't it? I know. Well, what's great is... Could that be used as something at the tribunal? Oh. To beat a pain guy, you know. Oh. You get where I'm going? If you can find an opponent from the other side who'd like to have a crack at you, <laughs> we're prepared to just give you one match off or oh. fine you $5,000. Right. Well, one imagines the NRL would have to sanction this match. Oh, well, that's what I mean. They'd I mean, have to they, sanction They've this. got to sanction the bout. Yes. yes, of course. And they've got to ask themselves, are we a rugby league organisation or are we a boxing organisation? Both. Both. Always All right. All right. Well, it could start something, couldn't it? You could have, you know. You're going to have bouts that are much more manage- managed and organised and yes. less... Less well, what about the Tyrrell versus Hayes Dunster? That's a beauty. I'm like, look at the lips in anticipation. Yeah. Now, uh, we have a Sharks pack mm. took exception to the Bulldogs coach Trent Barrett's post-trial uh, comments mm. about Cronulla having a few forwards who have a bit of niggle. That's your point. Yeah. Yeah, they your do. Your point. But you need forwards with niggle, don't you? Pango has since been put on report in the first half after he tried to get physical and shredded Hunt's jersey. Did he? Yeah, shredded Hunt's jersey. Yeah. TV commentators were stunned. Yeah, but Hunt was asking for that. Oh, of course he was. Uh, left stunned. Greg, uh, Greg Alexander saying Pangai wasn't on the mission to run hard and tackle. He was on a mission to get sent off. That's something new in rugby league. Jeez, How many no. players are going to go out there this Well, next thing you want players wanting to go to jail. <laughs> I think we've got that already. <laughs> Hunt, who scored a few minutes later, said he'd grown up playing against Pangai. Oh, ah, no surprises there. There's history. Yes. History. And even spent a well, season. Well, Hunt knows how to get up Pangai's nose, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And he'd spent a season with him at the Raiders. But there's been no bad blood between the pair. He no. plays with a lot of aggression. I think though he had a brainy. Yeah. Uh, he should keep that for the ring if he wants to have a go in the ring. We'll go. Keep that for the ring, brother. 
will just play footy on the field. He likes to go out and prove him, him every, something in every game. He's a very good player. He just needs to tone it down. I wouldn't mind going into the ring and having a go. Mm. This is obviously Hunt talking. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I can throw him. We'll find out one day. We shook hands after. Yeah, a bit of a hug. There were no hard feelings. Isn't that a beautiful That's a great story. That's a great story. It's a rugby league story. It brings a tear to your eye. Yeah. Everyone's happy. You know, Pangai's had a shot at him. Hunt's happy. He's had his jersey shredded. (laughs) I know. And there's the prospect of a a bout when they retire. I know. I know. You know, this could go anywhere. I know. And you reach out, you shake hands. That's rugby league. See you next week. How does the murderer get away with it? The bludge is calling for a royal commission. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, Roy, I know we've talked about this for many, many years. It's got to do with chipping the ball, putting a chip in the ball oh, so yes. it can communicate information to a central commentary position. Yes. Now, historically, I've always connected this with forward passes or the problem of forward passes. Yes, yep, great idea. Now, what's happened is that Rugby Union, remember the uh, old gold fruit and nut? Mm -hmm. Uh, They've got a technology company working on this or working on chipping the ball called Sportable, and they seem to have an agreement to stream live data from a chip embedded in Gilbert Balls. Yes. And the smart ball technology has been trialled for many years in one-off games and, and training in the UK, mm-hmm. now using an array of eight beacons in stadiums with radio frequency identification, that's RFID, chips which weigh a few grams are attached inside the ball's bladder and communicate with the sensors 20 times every second. Right. Now, precise, informa- precise information about the ball's <laughs> movement and when it is passed and kicked and speed and distance and hang time, for example, yes. can be seen live by teams, coaches and packaged up by broadcasters. Now, this has gone a long way from uh, just trying to work out whether the pass went forward. Mm. What Has it solved the problem of, of uh, forward passes, HG, the, the, the smart ball? Smart ball technology. Okay. The, let me just backtrack a bit here. Sportable is currently working with the NRL on trialling the forward pass technology in the NRLW. Good. But the application won't be used in the Super not this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sportable <coughs> said they were working with World Rugby and stakeholders. But anyway, we introduce a lot of things over time in Super Rugby, but it's nice to start with simple, easy to digest basic statistics, yes. really, that shed light on fans wondering, you know, Wondering about things they don't have much information about. Now, what, what, like hang time. Surely you can sort of count that yourself, can't you? Just, you just need a stopwatch while you're there watching the game. Do you know? God, I, that's gone up. <laughs> do you know? I never realised. You know, that was up there for three and a half seconds. No way. Was. You, you know, I've never asked myself how long did it stay up. No. Well, there you are. But am I meant to <laughs> now? Well, I don't know. Am I meant to? I go? don't know. But, but can <clears> I just say, HG, from the outset, this is a problem. Um, rugby hardly needs any other reasons for stoppages, does it? And if this bloody smart ball is going to pick up, oh, you know, no. a forward bloody pass that... I oh, know. Tweet! Back again, you know. I'll tell you how they got to it. Was that they, uh, they, uh, the organisers were watching an ice hockey game in Idaho. Yes. When they wondered ha- about the force involved in a massive body checks, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you would worry about, you think about that, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> this is bizarre, isn't it? It is. And it's, and it's, so why don't we put a why don't we put a chip in a ball and find <laughs> out? Was that the idea? <laughs> Having done all the work with the body checking, they then moved on to the ball. <laughs> so look, I I think on paper it's a good idea. I I I'd like to see it trialled, at least, but but only for forward passes. I'm not interested yeah, no, in hang time or no, no, any of that or, you know, velocity of the ball, anything like that. It's just to clear up the problem of sometimes you do get forward passes. Now, if the ball, if it could somehow work so that the ball changes colour when it's going forward. I know, I know, I know. And stays know. regular colour when it's a legitimate pass. So... Referee just has to see the balls change colour. Tweet! Right, oh, that's it. Colour change. Colour change. Yeah, hand over. Hand over. Now, can I ask? Mm-hmm. What worries me here is the match is being played. Yes. And all of a sudden there's, without changing colour, mm-hmm. there's a forward pass, which is noted by this system, the RFDI. Yeah. Or the RFID. The RFID, yeah. And play goes on. Yeah. And there's a try scored. Do they wind it back to the forward pass? Well, of pass? course you've got to wind it back if it's a forward pass. If the RFID and the smart ball is giving you a forward pass signal, you know, do it, do it, do it, do it, pull it back. You've got to, haven't you? You do, but what I'm saying is But that, how far back? Is yeah, that what thanks. you mean? Yeah, thanks. Like if it's passed five minutes ago. Yeah. And why should it take five minutes if it's oh, smart no, technology? Wait a minute. It, because play goes on, especially yeah. in, say, something like, well, rugby's different because they stop all the time. Yeah, they and do. And so they can say, oh, well, you know, the, we've got a player injured. Let's go back and have a look at, you know, the forward pass technology. Yeah, <laughs> one, 15 minutes ago. Do you want to go back there? Do you understand what I mean? No, I do. How does it improve? It's got to be instantaneous. Yeah, it's got to be instantaneous. Is there anything that suggests it's not instantaneous? I mean, can't it change colour? Wouldn't that be instantaneous yeah, enough? It's great, great change in colour. Now, can I ask you <laughs> Or if it just blew up. Blew up. Yeah. yeah it's gone forward. Boom. That's right. Now, can I <laughs> no, come? No, ball. Got to get a new one out. Can I come to How the... expensive are these balls, actually? Because if they're going to blow up 20 a game, it's going to become a significant <laughs> cost factor. To your bottom it? line. If, you, if your now, smart ball costs a bit. Come to the impact that originally tweaked these guys. Interest. Oh, at the hockey. At the hockey. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know mm. how much force Tavita Pengai Jr. Yeah. Hit Royce Hunt. Royce Hunt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be incredible. But how is a chip in a ball going to tell you that? No, what a good question. You mean what you're talking about is putting chips in the players. Now, I'm all for that. <laughs> Could Greater Western Sydney Giant Grub of the Year Toby Green be on the lurk near you? Download the app that lets you know where TG is 24-7 and stay safe. This public service is brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. I'm not sure that I actually understand what they're trying to do here because with the RFDI technology, because humanness Mm -hmm. is part of officiating, is part of umpiring. Yes. So are they suggesting that in the end they won't they won't need an umpire at all. Yes. Well, it's a bit like tennis, HG, I suppose. The, you don't have lines people anymore. The technology has replaced them. And uh, by and large, it's worked. I mean, you do get the odd people who, like Zarev, who uh, Want to bash won't accept it and wants to bash up the central umpire. But um, <laughs> generally speaking, players accept it. Now, 
But, in, but I agree with you. I, I, I can't imagine a time and I don't think anyone would like to imagine a time where you don't have a ref and a couple of touchies. Running out. Running out. To the booze yeah. for the crowd. Yeah. Now, can I ask, like other sports, like you've got me just thinking now, swimming would have the same thing. There's no longer peering, people peering over the end of the blocks as the no. swimmers come in. It's no. all touchback. It's all touchback. Yeah. Electronic and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of other sports may have this, mm. um, but <clears throat> humanness is part of. It is. The issue in sport. Yes. I can remember, <clears throat> obviously, you know, the, my level of playing cricket is nowhere near yours, but I did get disturbed mm. by the, what would I call it, the vagaries of umpiring decisions. Yes. And it almost, well, it did put me off playing in the end. Yeah. Uh, because being a wicketkeeper, I thought I took a hell of a lot more catches than I was given. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. here. Because you knew, you knew there'd, be, there'd been a sneak. Ah. Even though the... Um, Mr. Up there. Yeah. Look, sound doesn't travel. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't travel doesn't. full stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm standing a couple of metres behind the Yeah, and the bloke's it. clearly out. Yeah. And the batsman knows. The batter knows he's out. Yeah. Won't walk. Won't walk. Yeah. No, people don't walk. You know, Gilly walked. Oh. You know, <laughs> Gilly was But he's different. different. He's different. He's yeah, Australian. Yeah, yeah. And, and Gilly lost a lot of respect for that. A lot of people didn't respect him for that. I did. I did. I thought Gilly walking was, was a marvellous thing. I know. One of the rare bright spots in a rather difficult period for Australian cricket. Yes. Mm. Now, I, I'm just wondering if we should encourage this. I mean, and why would Super Rugby want? Yeah. To, or any well, rugby? Well, I would <clears> hard <throat> hate rugby to get ahead of rugby league. I think rugby league. I, I haven't spoken to Peter Volandis about this at all. This is this has come out Something of left new. field, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. But if this RFID technology and smart balls are going to be happening, I'd like rugby league to be the first. Be the first. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, rugby league's always accepted, you know, change, moving forward, developing the game, tinkering with the rules, making it better, Mm -hmm. freeing it up, fewer stoppages, fewer scrums. You know, it's a lot better game now, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's always been a great game. It's always been the greatest game of all. Let's face it. Yeah. And I didn't think you could ever make this beautiful old game greater, but they have. So, <clears throat> smart balls, I want to... Would you like to see something similar introduced into the AFL where they're having enormous trouble with rules, especially holding the ball? Do you think a ball should blow up until <laughs> for longer than, say, 0.5 of a second? Well, again, it's the cost, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just the cost. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how much a share and cost these days, but yeah, if, if it's got a chip in it, it's, it's in a small explosive device. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could get government subsidy for it. I'm pretty sure I, I you don't would, know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd have to talk to, talk to the sports minister or, um, yeah. you know. I know the treasurer is a big uh, Carlton fan, so he yes. might be able to come across with a special grant for sure. exploding footies. Yeah, and maybe the PM could be even-handed. I mean, he might say, oh, all right, well, look, if we're getting smart balls uh, into rugby league uh, and to rugby union, well... You know, let, let's let's embrace it in the AFL as well. So, a hundred million each. A hundred million. Well, why not? Let, let, let's just, um, you know, let's just look at the numbers and uh, look at the budget. <laughs> and on that cheerful note, it's time to end uh, bludging on the blind side for the first week of the new season and uh, hand over to Andrew Moore, who's going to be calling uh, forty matches in the next two days. That's it for Plunging on the Blind Side. Next week for more of the same. Bye now.
You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.